Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Baron Von Triplano, one half of the mega podcasting powers, and I promise I'm not going to continue this bit. And uh, with me, as always, is my tag team partner, uh, the uh, the star of his of his own prom night uh, franchise in his mind, the Macho Man Drew. <laughs> Andrew Leno. Although I don't know which one. Like the first prom night is kind of boring. The remake's decent. Yeah. And then there's this one that's just I, like a hard left. So I don't know which one I'd want to be. So we watched the remake off your recommendation, talking about it on we recorded the last episode. I was like, oh, we're doing this sequel because I haven't. You know, I did say that I haven't seen it since it came out. Like I saw it contemporarily in theaters, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was yeah. This isn't. I'm not. I'm not dogging you. This is not going to be. Like, well, I was just making sure that I didn't. I, I wasn't like pretending. I didn't like lie and say I'd seen it. I was like, no, I did. Claire, I did specify that this was like like 15 years ago in the movie theater. So like, yeah, yeah. No, this. I didn't know you saw it in theaters. This was not. This is not going to be like me dogging you for a bad recommendation because uh, it was. It was fine. Like it was. That's what uh, I figured. It was very clearly as, as fine. Good. Yeah, the squeaky voice fine is exactly it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> um for one thing Idris Elba's in well, it, which duh, goes up like a full star cuz yeah, he's 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 there playing for keeps. But uh it's clearly one of those movies that was like 100 minutes and somebody was like no and then just like took a hatchet to it and got it down to like 84 cuz it is a short short yeah. movie and you can tell that like there was more stuff and they were just like, just get this out of here. Get to the killing of the teenagers. Um, but I wanted to ask, cause I've never seen the original prom night is the premise in the remake where they're the person stalking the Jamie Lee Curtis character is like a former teacher who's in love with her. No. So I mean, okay. again, right. it's been a, a couple years since I've seen the original. I have, a, I bought it in one of those like four packs that we used to buy at like Walmart yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. of a DVD. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did it have this movie on it too? It no, I think it was okay. It was just the prom night Jamie Lee Curtis poster that they they like slapped on because they were like, hey, hey, Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis. Because I could see the four pack being prom night, prom night two, prom night three, prom night the remake. Yeah, in fact, that would be a five. Apparently, the fourth one, pack. two and three involve Mary Lou, and the fourth one does not allegedly. I didn't know there was a fourth one. You know, we might have to, now that we have changed the rules, Fe- February might have to figure out its way to return since there's so many more on the table That's now. true. Um, from what I remember, spoilers for... The terror in your eyes when I said that to you and you had to just, like, move the conversation forward was probably more anyway you've watched. <laughs> it was just, like, the biggest flash of fear of, like, my God, no. <laughs> Please, no more wars. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> Um, from what I remember, and obviously spoilers for a 40 year old movie, Prom Night's what, 70, late seventies? I think it's 1980. 1980. Um, it starts with like children, children, like 10 year olds, like younger than 10 year olds, maybe playing in some like abandoned place. And there's like two kids that like aren't part of the group. And as they're they're playing like hide and seek or manhunt or something. And then through an accident, one of the like reject kids gets like knocked out a window and dies. Oh, or you know what it is? No, I, I, it's just one. There's just one reject kid falls out the window and dies. Okay, and all the kids are like, "We can't tell anyone what happened because that's everyone's you know horror movie response." Yeah, yeah. And then you yeah, see yeah. someone like as they're leaving, you see another little kid walk up to the dead kid, and it's like brother or like whatever. And then it's it's oh. that kid who kills them, the live one. Got I it. think. Okay, like you killed my brother. Yeah, my I hope children. to God I'm not just like completely okay. wrong, but I'm like. 
fairly certain that that's what happens. And I, I want to say maybe Jamie Lee is the killer. Oh, that would be an interesting twist. She might be because it might be his sister. I think. Okay. Well, maybe I'll throw this on. I I haven't committed to anything. Maybe I'll it's throw that it's on. very dry. Um, that I, I clearly don't remember much. Yeah. It is a very dry movie. That's that's a thing you run into a lot with the eighty slasher, where it's like, all right, we have enough budget for like two or three cool kills, and then we got to fill out eighty four other minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and you you feel every one of those eighty four minutes. And even Jamie Lee's not uh, saving uh, that it, one. Yeah, and I, I, honestly, I would say that a little bit of that trickles into this movie. Although I do enjoy, I, I did overall kind of enjoy this movie. It starts to uh, I think drag. A of, it's yeah. not a long movie, but it does start to drag a little bit. Yeah, it's like you could have cut ten minutes out of this, which isn't a good sign when your runtime is like eighty three or eighty four minutes. I think it's this ninety. Is. This might be ninety. I think it's ninety four minutes. It's like technically okay. just over an hour and a half. Okay. Well, anyway, we watched Prom Night 2. Hello, Hello, Mary Lou. Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2? Okay. Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. So you know what that means. We gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's your sequel that's not a sequel. Something's gonna be your sequel that's not a sequel. When the mega powers expire. That is one of my favorite movie things in general, which is the whole like they do this not just in horror, but it's it's happens in horror quite a bit. But like as those um, Hellraiser movies went on, they would just buy another script and stick for something. Well, that's what they did like, with Freddy Krueger, too. Oh, OK. I I'm pretty that, sure they that just that bought a script and, and figured out a way to stick Freddy in there, I think. But like the Die Hard 3, that was the situation. That which was a one movie is called Simon Says. Is that Samuel L. Jackson? Uh, the one with all the. Yeah, and all the riddles. Oh, so it was a it was a screenplay called Simon Says about a guy who was putting this NYPD or maybe it wasn't even NYPD. I don't. It know was the it was Riddler, set, but this cop. It was a Batman spec script, basically. Yeah, basically, yes. Uh, and then and then they stuck, you know, John McClane in there and with Hellraiser. They would like they buy a horror script and then be like, yeah, we'll just stick some Cenobites in there. I remember uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. I don't know if you ever saw that. That's the one it's with Mary Elizabeth Winstead, right? If you have not, yes, yes, John Goodman. So that. Yeah, that was a script that I don't. That one actually might have been a fully produced movie, but maybe not. But anyway, they they were like, "Oh, this is going to happen in the Cloverfield universe," and it was just like, "Huh?" Like you have this great movie on its own, and then at the end, there's at the, yeah, and then at the very end, they're like, "Oh, by the way, here's a Cloverfield monster," and you're like, "Wait, what?" Were they just trying <laughs> like, to like keep engagement for while they like waited to make a new Cloverfield movie? They seemed to have this idea that they were going to make these like it was going to be other perspectives of what was happening not just this like they didn't have interest in making a sequel it was like let's build the world out and this is maybe i'm giving them too much credit but a little before that was cynically everyone's position on everything where it's like the hocus pocus universe we're gonna do a binks the cat movie you know what i mean like that so binks the cat movie shit i hate but if you're gonna do like what happened in tokyo on the night of Cloverfield, like that kind of shit right, I right, think right, is right. really interesting. I don't need to do the, like what happened 
to, you know, Binks. The, we'll just use that. Like, why? Like, we already right. saw what happened to Binks the cat. He didn't save his sister. They turned right. him into a cat. I don't. If you expand upon that, I hate you. <laughs> this is the continuing adventures of Binks the cat like, between the catning and the time that he met Thora Birch. Like, unless it's going to be an animated uh, TV show for Saturday morning that's designed to sell cereal. I don't. I'm not interested. Binks flings. Oh my god! No, because honestly, Lucky Charms—the non-marshmallow part of Lucky Charms—already kind of looks like dry cat food to me. It does look a lot like dry cat food. <laughs> it did really. But does. it's like so. Uh, it's like what I said in my in my bag of soup with the the Predator movies because I wrote about Prey. Like if they were to do another Prey style, like whatever they would call it, but it would be like what happened when it landed in in Africa and came upon an African tribe, or like. Yeah. If they wanted to go city and they were like, it's, you know, I don't know, during the French Revolution or some shit. I don't know. But like the concept yeah, yeah. of taking what you've done and putting it in a new setting with a fresh perspective is cool. I don't need to yes. see like Predator wanted to go to school for comedy and his parents made him go to school for Predatoring. Like, yeah, yeah get the yeah, fuck yeah. out of here with that shit. Yes. Yes. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, it's it. Uh, often the answer that I think about like, oh, don't you want to know like how this happened? And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I don't. I don't, don't want to know Solo what got it his looked name? like. I thought his parents gave it to him, like every other fucking name. <laughs> well, also, that one, the one that drives me crazy in that one is like, oh, we got to see him do the Kessel Run in 12 Farsecs. And I'm like, it was just nonsense words. And everyone's reaction to the nonsense words was like, oh, that's cool. I must mean something because people around him. He told surprised. us he did a thing and he said it like a badass. And we're all we're like, that sounds pretty badass. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay. It's like me when I go to the mechanic and they're like, oh, your your twist radial arm is broken. And I'm like, well, I guess that's true because you're the you, one who knows. These you tell words. me, is that bad? Yeah, it's all. What I'm saying is movies are con men, and we should let them be the con men that they are. They lie to us, and we like it. That's okay. Yeah. Unless they particularly... Unless it's a straight up lie. Us. Right. I don't want to be specifically lied to. I want to be... Don't f- lie and call a it a twist, we'll say. Yeah. Anyway, we should talk about the movie. Because um, we actually enjoyed so, this one. I'll say that off the bat. No, I did. Yeah, I did. I, I, I think there's like... A better version of this movie out there. I, I say this about eighty percent of the time say, we watch a movie. The shorter list is like what is, is it? What doesn't have? And it's <laughs> yeah. And it's death becomes her clue. Uh, die hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We did that. They we had that uh, listener make the bingo game a long time ago, which I'm sure we have like changed our um, slang. You know, it's it the older. same board. I feel like it's the, yes, it's the same. It's a, it's a, it's a, a rebranding of the same formula. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I used to say bananas. I don't say bananas as much anymore. But I feel like you would swap out bananas for, there's a good movie in there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you would be completely shit-faced if you were playing it uh, as a drinking game. But I, I, it's like, the parts of this movie that are great are great. And then the other parts that are not are not. And so it's like you have a bunch of... It's like, how many eight or above spots do you need before the movie is good you know yeah yeah like how many scenes that you would rank an eight or above is is happen before the movie becomes good and there's a few things in here that i'm like wow that's like see it feels like a big budget thing like that feels like something you'd find in like oh yeah a lot of times i found myself being like oh this feels very freddy krueger Yes, 100%. This movie is very indebted to Freddy Krueger and the whole Nightmare on Elm Street thing. Although, I don't know how many of them were out at this point, because the first Elm Street is 84, and this is 86 or 87. So, at least two would have been out by now, 
if not three. Okay. Because I know at one point they started okay. put, or maybe that was that Friday. There's one franchise where at some point they started literally putting out like one a year for like five years. Friday is Friday is almost one a year. I think there's eight between eighty and ninety. That's probably what I'm thinking of. Because I think there's yeah. only but anyway. three or there's only three or four, maybe four within the eighties for Nightmare. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, four, the fourth one definitely is because we did it on the podcast. So at least they got to at least four by the time 1990 rolled around. Okay. That seems fair. So within six you, years, they would have done four there. movies. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but I love the opening to this where Mary Lou is in a confessional with a priest. And she's like, I she starts off with some like entry level stuff. You know, I I took the Lord's name in vain. Those kind of yeah. You know, the, the the well, that's probably more high tier for, for some people, yeah. Christian person. But but like I, you know, it's a lower tier sin to to the layman on this podcast. And then it's like, oh, I I had lustful thoughts. Oh, I I screwed around with yeah. You know, and she's like listing all the, the, the I had this kind of sex and that thing. I did this other thing. I drank. I da 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 da. And the 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 pastor is getting more and more upset. And then they zoom in tight in her face, and she goes. And I loved every minute of it. And she stormed well, out. And of then the they cut to the fact that she's been she wrote her name for a good time call Mary Lou and her phone number and lipstick on the confessional. Yes. Uh, so this movie very quickly establishes the tone that we're playing with it's here, camp. what the ballpark looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So I've learned, by the way, since we had our long camp discussion, oh. that the word I I want to be using nine times out of ten is broad. That it the that it's the the like. He's doing a very broad performance. Okay. He's doing a very like over the yeah versus camp. So I had I had. So are I you are you saying that you use broad in place of the word camp or broad is the opposite of camp for you? No, no. no. So everywhere where I the straightman was going to say camp, I should probably be saying broad. Where it's like all camp, not not all broad performances are camp, but all camp or most camp performances are broad. That's, it's somewhere it's somewhere in between. Yeah, because I, I like I, I've I've said before, camp is. The th- something in quotation marks. It's the idea. It's the wild idea of something. Yeah, and so it's like there's also like a clearly a, a queer element. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I was allowed to say that, and then I was about to do the letters, and I was doing them wrong <laughs> in my head, so I took a second. I'll say it. It's fine. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, but like uh, there's definitely, to my new knowledge, like camp has a queer element that I probably am not the correct person to be identifying. Yeah. But like, you know. Like Tremors is not camp. Tremors is broad. Anaconda is broad, well, and maybe it also is. I was going to say, I think it's I one can... of those things that, like, they might not have intended it to be, but Tremors is kind of camp. Like, we got, we, you got Reba. You, you didn't yeah, know it, well, but you were making, you were making some camp. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying is like I've learned recently the word I probably want to use in general is camp. Not to say that I can't call things camp, but I think I generally, I'm what I'm saying something is campy. I'm saying it's broad. Anyway. Uh, this movie is perhaps both broad and campy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> She's one campy broad. Uh, yeah. I don't think I ever went to like a function that had the big communal punch bowl. We see it never, all the time. Never, never. Yeah. Big movie trope never happened in real life. Like, even like parties well, I've been to. Actually, I, I as soon as that left my lips, I thought of I have been to the the thing where they make the punch with the orange sherbet floating in it. Oh, I've seen that. I've, that was a big Martha Stewart thing, or like better, good housekeeping, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, I've yeah, never, yeah. I've never had that IRL. Yeah, I, I also remember not liking it. 
and having to pretend to like it because everybody else was very excited over this like special well, treat. Orange, you know? I'll be honest, orange sherbet is not my favorite of the sherbets. Like when when I was sick I, and I, mom would buy the rainbow, green's gone first, then the pinkish, and then it was just like a whole lot of orange, which is how I eat sour patch I kids. Have, I have not had a sherbet. Wait, what? What is a green sour patch kid? Green slime. What flavor? Lime. Okay. Well, I, I, I meant more that like, I always like I, when I'm done with a bag of star of sweet of, of sour patch kids, it's because it's all orange now, and I'm like, well, here you go, oh. boyfriend. That's funny. I orange is one of my favorite. Uh, I don't know like, why artificial candy flavors. It tastes the most like the real fruit to me. Maybe that's why I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like of all. I like, didn't just finish a soccer taste. game. Get out of here with an orange slice. <laughs> Artificial cherry tastes nothing like real cherry. That's probably why I Artificial like lemon. all these candies because they don't actually taste yeah. like the fruit. But, well, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm like. Oh, well, n- no, I just. Sophisticated I didn't think yet. so. I just, in general, Starburst that's probably why because I don't like real fruit. <laughs> yeah, because like you know, like my. I can't believe we're doing this. My Starburst is is red, orange, yellow, pink, which most people find ghastly. For like favorites. Yes. Uh, red, yellow, red, pink, yellow. They're interchangeable, probably, okay. and then orange, okay. and then two blank spaces, and then orange. <laughs> yeah, no, I I love I I love but red is citrus top. candies. Yeah, yeah, we both liked the red. I remember that. But uh, citrus flavors in candies and seltzers too. Like well, lime. Like I always go, like if there's a citrus, I want the lime version of the candy or the seltzer. Yeah, I I mean I I like all those too. But anyway, um. We're at the prom. I thought we were talking about the punch ball. That's what led us to this. Um, the other thing that's funny about this, I think it probably went away in our air in our lifetime. Like I'm sure this happens here and there. I don't want to speak broadly for the entire universe, but I think a lot of that stuff went away with like one, it being a joke that people would spike the punch, which which is really fucked up, by the way. Yeah. The idea that you would like, well, I guess most people would take a sip and be like, oh, this is weird, weird about drinking this punch. it, but. Yeah, like it's like the the casual joke of like, oh, we slip something into the punch and everybody's fucked up now is like pretty horrifying when you think about it. Yeah. Um, Although it's always but like also I think pop it's just, off. Like it's like yeah. cheap shitty vodka. Yeah, yeah. I did see. A, I ne- I didn't actually watch the movie, but I did see a uh, crazy French horror film that's like pretty recent. I think it's Cronenberg's Kid, but it's like the someone slips lsd into the dance troupe punch and then they all go nuts and, that sounds you know, like something gina linetti would do <laughs> yeah it does have the chaos energy of a gina linetti i had to make um, sure we performed at our best captain <laughs> but it's it's like i think it's a sanitary thing because like take the drugs and the booze and everything away like someone explicitly spiking the punch and take COVID out of the equation yeah which pretend it was 10 like years ago is, yeah 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 it's like you know how many nose pickers are serving themselves out of that punch bowl? But like the, most of the people. He's got the big ladle. Yeah, but that ladle. I'm saying there's booger, boogery hands touching that ladle. Oh, okay. I think it's affecting the punch itself, not okay. Well, y- look, you're a person who exists in this world. You know what happens when a ladle goes in a punch bowl? Eventually, it does that slow slide. That's and why someone they have tries the hook. to grab it. Well, if they don't have the hook, which I don't think every church basement and prom had. Boom! That ladle's in there. Now all those boogers are in the punch. Yeah. Now we're now we're all we're all enjoying Jeremy's boogers. Yeah, it's just something you, we always saw, and I I wonder at this point if it was just a movie thing. Like, does yeah. anyone actually you know you know who went to proms or did any like events before us 
do you remember the big communal? Because it was in Hocus Pocus too. So in the early '90s, they were yeah. still doing it. it. There, like I said, there's no doubt in my mind that this happened. But I think it's just like a movie thing because it visually it looks cool on a table, and you give yourselves you know a, a place for characters to congregate and all that stuff. I'm sure it happened though. So she's at the prom with this this poor young dork who uh, who honestly should have been dorkier. The, like he, you yeah. looked at him at first. I was like, oh, you're probably kind of you look like a cool kid. Yeah, yeah. The the hair was what made me aware because they they did a very interesting casting thing where uh, Michael Ironsides plays the adult version of this character and his hair is thinning or, or you know he's balding and so the character the young version they f- clearly found an actor whose hair was already starting to go mm-hmm. when he was younger because it's I, good I was just casting like, for young to old. Oh, it is, it is, yeah, yeah. But I think they're giving a lot of the weight to dorkiness of oh this guy's balding which is kind of a bummer <laughs> that could be that could definitely be but mary lou is run off with another boy and she's making out with him and they're drinking they're and whatever getting ready to and, do some stuff yeah they're they're, they're rounding for they're buying and, a ticket and, to bone town they're not getting on the train yet <laughs> yeah but the the thing that i don't understand is like was Michael Ironside's character unwilling to do this with her? Because when he bursts in, he's like, we've been dating for a year and you'll only kiss me. And so is it just that Mary Lou like wants the thrill of the cheating? I think it, I think it is that. Okay. And, and honestly, like I, I kind of wish that they like made her more explicitly like diabolical at stuff. Cause it, it yes. seems like she's just kind of like, not quite Regina George, but just like a confident bitch. Yeah. And the interesting thing is when you see the premise of this movie, it's like, oh, this this girl gets resurrected on prom night and wreaks havoc on people who, you know, she thinks wronged her. But it's when you watch the it's movie, not that. Oh, Mary Lou, Mary Lou is the villain. She is the villain. She's like a demon. Yeah. And then well, she, like even before she gets killed, which don't get me wrong, the response to what Mary Lou is does not is to wildly, not to kill wildly inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Like she is the bad guy, and then she she gets resurrected, and she just continues to be the to bad be guy. The bad guy. Yeah. yeah, which is why I'm surprised that this like more queer people don't talk about this movie. I've only heard a handful of people mention it, but I'm just like, this feels very like, how did we not take this and make this our own? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, rock and roll will never last. Jokes are just like so unfunny. Yeah. Right, right. And and the thing is, like, I mean, it did eventually fate like I, rock music is more or less dead as a public or a national favorite at this point now like, they will it's not the popular beyond that like they also just call anything rock and roll now like yeah, yeah. i feel like some people i look at getting inducted to the rock and roll hall of fame and i'm like you're rock and roll yeah it's basically i mean that's basically just become a music hall of fame at this point which is well, fine i don't i'm this is that's fine like a, but like, like whatever. change the name yeah. then uh, celebrate yeah. everybody change the name but i was because i've yeah. Like, I think it was Fleetwood Mac they, they, that I was like, you're rock and roll? I mean, I would say Fleetwood Mac pretty unequivocally falls into the rock and roll. It's like softer music, maybe, but the the, the musicianship is there, and they're definitely a rock band. It's like four musicians. Yeah, I, obviously, I'm not trying to say anything negative about, like, classifying someone as rock and roll or not being a bad bad or good thing. It's just, I would, I would think of them more as, like, folksy, witchy kind of music. Yeah. Yeah. And then like they tried to do the whole thing of like, well, you know, rap embodies this embodies the spirit of rock and roll. And it's like, well, you're just taking something from another group. Yeah. <laughs> it's because you want it. Like, like I, I 
yes, sure. Like there's a rebel spiritual sameness in in the in the broadest of senses, but it's a little shitty for you to be like, oh yeah, we want to put Public Enemy and Chuck D in here, and be like, well, what were you saying when they were relevant culturally in the early part of their career? Because my guess is not that. Well, and Dolly turned them down. They wanted to put Dolly in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and she was like, no. Yeah. Like, uh, whenever? Yeah. And 9 to 5 is kind of a rock song, but in general, 100%. That's more pop to me. Like, when I think sure. rock, I think, like, Joan Jett, Aerosmith, Metallica. Like, that's rock and roll okay. to me. Yeah. What? I just, uh, <laughs> it, uh, my brain filled it in with the Billy Joel lyric, uh, still rock and roll to me, and then I was amusing myself. <laughs> Anyway, uh, back to the movie. The, I will, one of my big criticisms of this is, and I get why you have to have this sequence in the 50s, these kids don't look like 50s kids. No. There are people you can cast that look like 50s kids. These are not them, and which I realized they did not have the budget for, so I would give that a pass. But the clothes are also not very 50s-ish. It's like, like, they're, it's like your, your local community theater doing 50s where you're like, yeah, sure, I get what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She also, Mary Lou constantly does this fucking peter pan pose like when she gets when they announce her oh, she gets on stage on and she full-on peter pans and i'm like huh yeah. i was like maybe it's just a weird thing and then it happens again and again and again and i was like what prom queen stands like feet <laughs> wider than shoulder width apart with your hands as fists on your hips like so that is a thing they teach people as a way to like project confidence. It's, you stand like Superman is a thing, like you know, confidently standing with your hands that way. And I wonder if the actress just had that ingrained by some acting teacher at some point or another, and it just was a default. Are Superman and Peter Pan? No, because I feel like Superman's legs aren't that wide. Superman's legs are pretty much like a triangle. I thought his was. I thought Superman was more like comfortable shoulder width apart Mm-mm. and then peter pan is like <laughs> i'm about I think to do of a peter split. pan as i think of peter pan as as either feet together or leaping so I, i'm not sure well, yeah, because he does that like i've auditioned for peter pan 11 times so i've got a lot there um <laughs> uh he it's it's a, well maybe this maybe this is why because you had the wrong i had the wrong feet this whole time you were doing a superman yeah no it's it's feet like I really love that Leno kid, but he was doing a Superman. We can't teach him how to move his feet. Oh, yeah. I should also mention the the three times I actually got to dance for them. I did this, and uh, all the other times was they looked at my face and said, No, thank you. You have a great day. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, you all stand in a line, and we're going to play uh, ambient music as we like cycle through the lines, and then we'll tell you who gets to stay and dance. It's super wow, fun okay. and not dehumanizing at all. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds like it. Um, but yeah, she's she keeps with and like I'm like when I think of a beauty queen, it's sort of like I bevel and that's like in I would bevel, but it's sort of like it's, there's like a more demureness that is just not there in Mary Lou, which is I think very yeah. funny. Yeah, no, she's not. She's like this rebel wild child, which also I it's like I I mean. I don't want to see this in the movie because I already think the movie's too long, but I do wonder what's Mary Lou's reputation in school? Like, does everyone know that I she is I think she's like the... like a cool, slutty bitch. That's the vibe I got. Yeah. But then why is her boyfriend a dork and why does he not know that? I don't know. See, that's that's what I'm saying. It's it doesn't it doesn't explain these things very well. 
Because, like, I if there was, like, I mean, I don't, again, I don't want to see this. The movie's already too long. But if there was some, like, convoluted thing where she was dating him because her parents liked him and the parents had to approve who she was well, dating. Well, she said it's, she, she's dating because he's rich. That makes which, sense. Which, like, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, oh, you're rich, but you're bad in bed, so we only fooled around the one time. It's like, no, I, d- I would have done that stuff. Like, I, I <laughs> hey, I, sign me up. <laughs> like, hey, I'm in, Mary Lou. And, and instead, she's like, nah, I'd rather get it on a side piece. Uh, so he, he takes his revenge by. Well, they also only announce a prom in. queen, which is kind of weird. Although, I, I think that's not uncommon in movies. I think because for Homecoming Court, I remember it was just the queen, and then they were it was like okay. they're escorted by blah blah blah, but it, the, they they didn't matter. But for prom queen, I don't super. I remember who won because it was a girl that like everybody liked. Oh, I have. I, it's funny that you remember. I I was when we were watching the movie unsure if my school had prom queen. Yeah, but I guess they we did. did. I mean, at least we did when I was there. But like I I remember Homecoming Queen, class president. And um and prom queen because they were all people that people just generally liked. It was like yeah, especially the president. Uh, there was a it was a girl that I was it was always like if someone tried to have a problem with her, everyone would be like, "What's your problem, dude?" I remember it often being like a way to give a little something to somebody who needed it. Oh, huh. I remember hearing that um this YouTuber that I like she said that for her prom it was like everyone voted on the court and it was like five kids or whatever. And then the teachers put like one red rose and four white roses and like in random boxes so that the actual like winner winner was randomized, yeah. but the like student yeah, body got it to was vote. randomized. You know, it was not the teacher's favorite of those five people. Come on. Well, I mean, they also probably picked who was in the, in the five. Yeah. But it yeah. was like, it rather than it feeling like a vote. Yeah, I don't remember how ours was determined, but Mary Lou wins, so clearly she's popular. Because in movies, it's a popularity contest. Yes, and I remember, I remember even in high school being like, "Huh, I thought this worked a different way because of film and television." I mean, popular. Uh, the, everyone liked the girl that won in my school. In yeah. my grade. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, she wins, and she's up there, and uh. Pre Michael Ironsides, Michael Ironsides has crawled to the top scaffolding, a la Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future with a smoke bomb. Two, two. yes, two. with a stink bomb. That, that's right, stink, stink bomb. bomb or it's a stink bomb. bomb. Okay, because it does smoke, but but I, in my experience, a stink bomb is like a small vial of liquid that stinks very badly, versus like a smoke bomb you had to light on fire. Yeah, and in the movie version, the stink bomb is something that needs to be lit on fire. I. I'm not sure, but my, I, I don't think I've ever been around one. So there's that, but oh, I several times in school, somebody would smash one on a staircase and it, it was awful. Like it reeks, but it'd be like this little well, glass. I've seen those in both burgers. Stink liquid. They were glass vials. Yes, that smashed. Yeah. 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 It's a small vial of stink liquid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and because it's the fifties, uh, her dress goes up instantly. Yeah, no flame retardants here. This is like a crazy long stunt person burn. Yeah, it's crazy so long. cool. It reminds me of the um, uh, first nightmare where there's that awesome, like, obviously, Freddy puts on about 75 pounds <laughs> and walks yes. up the steps on fire. But it's cool to see. Yeah, yeah. I have I have read and seen on making ofs that getting set on fire is like 
at least it used to be, I maybe it's not, but was a thing stunt people really loved and they would brag about how long they have been on fire mm-hmm. <laughs> consecutively and stuff like that. And so people were always pushing for longer and longer burns. Yeah, it's like it's that. their version of the uh the Jaws scene. Yeah, yeah. So we uh we cut to the future. Now we're in the eighties. But we don't know how long into the future. Because for some reason yes. they did not do the lower third 30 yeah, years no later, Chiron, whatever. Yeah. Right, right, right. We just know it's the 80s because the clothes have changed. Yeah. But th- this new girl, she needs a dress, but her mom is... is uh, new, to, new to us. She's not, not new to town. It. She's not new in town. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, she's like, oh, I need a new dress. And the dad's like, sure, dear. He's doing like a real Wally Cleaver uh A nice dad moment. I feel like. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, of course, honey. We'll get you that new dress. And the mom's like, no, the m- you don't need a dress. The mom reminds me of the woman. This is, my, this is a deep cut, probably. The woman who ran the bed and breakfast in that one episode of Parks and Rec. Oh, the the very Elsa uh, Clack. oblivious old lady. The German okay. lady who is like tomato slices and a German muffin. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she's she's sort of riffing on, uh, I can't remember the actress's name, but Carrie's mom. This movie is kind of like if Carrie and Freddie had a weird baby. Yeah, although it's, I I wouldn't call Mrs. Lori Piper, I wouldn't call Mrs. White a bitch. She's just like an emotionally, physically abusive mother. But like, this yeah. mom just feels more like, just a bitch. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I do, in the broadest of senses, understand what you're saying, but I would definitely put uh, Carrie's mom as I I, I can unequivocally well, say. Bitch to me just feels not, not, not enough for th- Carrie's mom. Sure, okay, but like, but someone someone has called her a bitch and they weren't wrong. Yes, but the 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 daughter, his boyfriend rolls up on this very loud motorcycle. The mom is furious about this, and then she hops on the back and they they sputter away on the cycle. And dad says, "We don't love each other anymore." He also actually, no, he implies that we never loved each other. Yes. It's very weird. (laughs) Also weird is that there's no like social hierarchy at like, there's no cliques at this school, which is weird (laughs) for like a movie to do. It's yeah. Especially a movie in this era. Cause like I, my assumption is that life was never as clicky as movies depicted it. But I, something I think I brought this up on the show before, but it's very funny to me when they made 21 Jump Street and it's a high school movie that's sort of like postmodern in, in that it like comments on the other stuff and it's not, it's sort of meta and all that. And they're like, oh, there's no clicks. And like all the kids wear their backpacks normally now because they're all been told it'll ruin their spines. <laughs> like the, that kind of stuff mm-hmm. really amused me because. I, you know, I as a reporter, I would occasionally go to high schools and like it was true. Like it seemed way less clicky. Like there were still kids who, you know, were the goth group or whatever. Yeah, we had clicks. Sort of self-select. Uh, but it was it wasn't like a higher like a pyramid. It was just like these are the yeah. groups of people that hang, that are like minded yes. and hang out together. Right. And they didn't do crossovers, but there generally wasn't the like pecking order that you see in movies. But this this has that in which I. Yeah, I don't know. But this, yeah, this just has a mean popular girl and no other clicks. And then our our protagonist is friends with like a a wide swath of people, and I was like, yes, "Is she popular?" Yes. It, yeah, it just seems like she's universally liked, which doesn't necessarily mean popular. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay. Um, I also love they they get coffee and the boyfriend. It's time to go to a of, diner of, before or, school. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I maybe they skipped a couple of classes. I have done that. That, that would be yes, but I doesn't feel like that. But he puts a uh, Clint Eastwood in uh, 
the Dirty Harry movie level of sugar in this coffee. Yes. He upends the sugar thing until he has a cup of sludge. Oh, yeah. that Yes, sludge is the right word for it. Yeah, it's, he makes a paste of sugar in coffee. And then she says, he he, she goes, oh, that stuff will kill you. Better remember the one time she says this in this movie, because it's going to be important in the last five minutes. She'll never say yeah, it this, again, though. This throwaway line comes back at the end. Really, really fun. I was like, we should have put a few more sprinkles of like, oh, I eat healthy or like, watch what you eat. Like, Yes. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> like yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah, and and also, so we cut from this. It's this, this movie has the problem that a lot of these things have, which is the it's a collection of scenes versus a co- coherent narrative. Yeah. Because we go to science class, and this this dude who would be the main character of any other movie is giving this insane presentation, a la a real genius or a weird science type character. Yeah. Uh huh. About the potato and how the potato can be a clock, and and going on and on and on about this. And I, the whole time I'm watching this going like, wait, what is he saying? He's, he's, he's not going to be in. And, and then when we leave this, I was like, well, where's potato guy? And he never comes he back in the movie. I think he's, he's the computer kid. Okay. You're right. He is. He is computer kid. He does get and killed he, in the movie. And he, but, date, he tr- almost dates her friend before she gets killed. But relative to this amount of screen time, you would think he would be. Like the second most important character yeah, in this they, movie. They're 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 building him up to be the Matthew Lillard. And and he ends up yes. being I don't know. Uh Jamie Kennedy? No, because Jamie Kennedy's pretty relevant. <laughs> he's he's more like the guy who shoots Gail's video, the the cameraman. Yeah, oh oh oh, what's his name? Move your fat tub of lard ass now. It's Kenny. Kenny, yes, and the the actor goes by his initials. I'm pretty sure he's like a character actor. You know, he's seen a lot of stuff. But he, it's that he's that level of character where he's like tertiary but memorable. And instead, they introduce him like he's yeah, like you said, Matthew Lillard. Yeah. is a great example. If we were to make this movie, scream. I also there is a like this is a somewhat racist joke, but I did find it amusing when he was like, oh yeah, guacamole that... radio only got Mexican stations. <laughs> I was like, all right, we that could have been worse. You could have been worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that that version of that joke is not the best, but not what I was expecting. Yeah, I mean, you could have also like my my meatball radio only got opera or like Yeah, you yeah. You can build. Exactly. Uh so we Ironsides uh shows up and uh oh, it's Vicky is the main character. Yes. I finally got to her name written down here. Her friend has a Look, Which, this oh the one that the, the one that uh, super teased hair is channeling uh, Joan Cusack. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, she's got this cheetah print thing going. Her hair is teased as much as hair can be teased. It looks I like think. she stuck her like the joke. You what? You stick your finger in a light socket? Like no, it genuinely yes. looks like finger in a light socket hair. Yeah, she's got a real bright of Frankenstein. Like MC Hammer pants. No, because that's that's yes. Pollock. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein is sculpted into a shape. This is just I just stick it out of the head. I, I was I was more speaking in volume, but yes, you are correct. It's not sculpted that way. It's not quaffed. Yeah, but that's what I when she talked to this girl, I was like, who the fuck are her friends? Because in yeah. every other yeah. movie, you're defined by your friend group, and so the fact that right. this movie is just like I don't know that kid, a weirdo, a nerd, a dweeb, a dweebo, a jock. <laughs> It seems like they, they dumped out the box dude. of crayons, and it was just like here, just one of every one of every. You got a sixteen pack of multicolored crayons yeah. instead of being like, 
in most high school movies, it's like when you flip open that box of 64 and it's like the blues, the red, the green, different blues. Yes, exactly. Thank you. (laughs) Glad my analogy was logical. Rarely, rarely that works. Um, We also learned that Michael Ironside is the principal, although I don't think I don't know how the when the movie wants you to know that he is the kid who is Mary Lou's boyfriend. But it took me until like act three, which was maybe a little embarrassing. I think it's um, because once the once the picture cracked, I was like, oh, that's probably him. Yes. Which I think happens in like five minutes. Okay. Yeah, I did not. I did not put that together as it being him, him being the guy from before. But anyway, uh, the the solution to Vicky not having a prom dress from her friend with the cheetah print is, well, why don't you go down to the costume closet? She calls it the prop room. And I don't know. It annoys me because this is not a prop room. Okay. Yeah. Well, it does have both. Yeah. I. Whatever. It's accurately lit for a high school costume and prop closet. I will say that much. <laughs> And has just as many people making out in it. No, see, ours did. Ours were not like that spacious. I see. So, um, like our ours was our auditorium, um, sort of like fanned out like a V, so it was wider at the stage and skinnier at, at the back of the house. And so mm. the um the closet on this was uh, on the side of it, and so the closet also was skinnier in the back and wider in the front, which is not a super practical oh, closet. Yeah, so like yeah, yeah. everything it was like I don't know wedding dresses and, and long ass shit. Put that shove it all the way in the back, and then everything else was hang here, and you could like sidle your way through it, but you couldn't like mm-hmm. walk. So there was no like. Got it. Also, they were always locked. I knew how to break in, but they were always locked. Well, I thought that's why it was the makeout room because you could lock it. No, you couldn't get it. Like you had to know how to break into one of them. Got it. Okay. But yeah, they're all yeah, that. They, it, I a love... lot of them have that lighting. I love uh, that, like, she starts walking through this. And I know, you know, the costume and prop storage of a high school is going to be a weird mix of shit because it's like stuff gets missing and broken or whatever. But it, the idea that she would find something suitable to wear to prom in the costume closet is genuinely hilarious to me. And I really wanted it to be that she comes out with, like, a top hat and tails <laughs> because it's, like, the only the thing only, I can think yes. of that would be... It would absolutely be in any high school prop closet. There is at least one top hat and tails. You probably because, have like, a couple because there was a dance, a, a group, the yeah. featured dancers. Yeah. Yeah. And so I wanted her, Vicky, to come out with like the cane and the top hat and be doing the like young Frankenstein, like tap dance routine. That's what I really wanted this to be. Or if they were going to, if they were going to give us the montage, which cut a few minutes and to give us the montage, make it fun. Um, you yeah. would have seen her in a, a short, poofy gingham dress that comes in eight different colors for all the featured dancers. Okay. There would have been okay. a uh, a slinky, like, high slit number that probably tore away into a Leo that had a fur okay. a fur wrap. Uh-huh. Uh, there would have been, let's see, uh, a pink... Sailor, I feel like. Oh, a sailor. sailor. There would have been a sailor. Uh, there would have been, like, an empire-waisted, bright-colored thing that was, like twir- like, very twirly. Something very Shakespearean and like oh, with a big like the not rough. huge, like not huge in the way that it's like physically large, but you look at it and you're like, God, that's a lot of fabric, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you know, like it just seems uncomfortable to wear. Yeah, the big I think a picture of the big rough collar. It could be the big rough collar, but even if you took the big rough collar off, you just look at the fabric of the dress and you're like, Oh, that's like three times thicker and than heavy, a heavy fabric. Yeah, that's a velvet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's maybe a Roman centurion. Yes, a toga. Story. Definitely a toga. Toga for sure, not Roman Centurion. Yeah, it would definitely be a toga because that's cheap. You just get a bunch of white bed sheets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, we have uh, the big weird 
I guess it's a costume or it's like a tr- it's like a, a steamer a trunk, trunk a, that like would be yeah, steamer, for, that's what I wanted. Um like items. It's not really for like clothes. You you open it and it has drawers. So it's more for like It's what Joe Joe had in the volcano. Yes, 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 yes. But she finds a dress that's like contemporary and I'm like, "Well, why? Why is that in here? That shouldn't No, you would have Yeah. Someone would have bought that yeah. for themselves and used it. Right. Makes absolutely no sense. Um or stolen uh, it. Turn Turns out I was wrong because uh, so this breaks out and it's Mary Lou getting loose and I wrote down oh Ironsides is the guy so, so I guess I know. didn't take till Act Three yeah also I just I want to they should have explained why Ironsides kept this trunk in the base because he knows it's there but like there's yes. a perfectly also, good like, furnace is, two feet to the left also why is Mary Lou in this trunk like are her bones in there who put them there if so I don't is this know. a supernatural like you got to find the burns and bone them. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Ah, strike that, reverse it. Take two. Find the bones and burn them. So I got confused because there is an Urban Legends sequel, like a late sequel that stars Kate Mara Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. basically has a very similar plot to this. Is that the one that's subtitled Bloody Mary? It could be. Because there's three, and I think that's the third one. Uh, Are there only three? I I know of three. That certainly doesn't mean there aren't more. Yeah, because it's it's urban legends, urban legends, the extended or the final cut, final cut, and then yeah. Bloody Mary. So I think it's the Bloody Mary one, but I'm pretty sure because there's a sequence where they have, she's like, the her, I have to find her bones or whatever. Okay, yeah, I'm sure that is lore beyond supernatural. I just know it from supernatural. Oh yeah. So we're in art class, and uh, Vicky's friend Jess, she got dumped. She's crying, but we find out that she's pregnant. Um, so she's very upset. And well, because she. She, she shows up to class with all of this like prom queen stuff that she's just yes. discovering. And they're like, well, we better clean it if you're going to put it on my head. And I'm like, you all don't already have a prom queen crown. Right. Like, what were you going to do when someone won? Right. Like, here's a handshake and a gift card to Waffle House. Right. Right. They clearly had some sort of designation. Maybe it was a scepter. And now they have a crown to go with it. But she starts like breaking the crown down, which I couldn't understand what she was doing like she's popping the jewels i think she just wanted it for like an art piece oh, i guess that makes sense she's gonna do like a broken a sculpture and it's gonna well, be like they're nice they're nice little glass stones you pop them out stick them on stuff oh i wanted her to like mount a broken tiara and glue the stones in and write like society underneath i don't think because she's i think she was sculpting a middle finger so i don't think i don't think she does it feels very unreal that kind I, well, she's probably putting the putting it on the nail a, a little diamond on the mi- the middle finger now she, she has that all black canvas and she glues a bunch of pearls to it and she writes martha underneath. <laughs> they made a fun they, they made fun of that in this latest season of harley quinn i know i really enjoyed the joke it was, it was lovely um so i was really hoping that it was going to be like each item was going to be responsible for it de- because we have they very clearly it's like a cape and a sash and a crown yes and I wanted to say yeah. scepter, but I don't think there was a scepter. Um, no, but a scepter would have been an easy add. And so I was like, it should it it should have been each item when you when you fuck with it, it kills you somehow. Yes, but yes. I did like the like it's a cool kill that because you she she's wearing the the cape and for some unknown reason this cape is like a full on space wizard cape. Yes. I don't know why the 1957 prom queen cape was like royal blue with silver stars and yes. like she's she looks like the fucking macho man yes 
And so as soon as she pops the stone off, all this wind comes and then a, a paper cutter, like the the guillotine style ones. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, this scene made me genuinely furious because we have Chekhov's paper cutter and then the paper cutter doesn't go off in Act 3. I was so upset. Well, I didn't think they were teasing it. They're at one point chopping so, up and down and pulling her head toward it. Yes, but they were teasing you, you for that. It wasn't like, oh, look at this spooky thing in the background they were like is it gonna chop her head off no we're gonna hang her and then throw her out the window right i'm saying i got serious blue balls out of it because i was like i want to see the paper mache head go rolling down the hallway i haven't seen one of those things in forever we have had one in every office i've worked in including the well i haven't been there in several years but we had one in my previous the office i'm at now but don't go to huh well i mean it makes sense for newspapery stuff or like reporting stuff because you might want to like no, I we had it. A, I mean, the, yeah, it was uh, decidedly not newspaper. It just is like a common office supply. Hmm. Yeah, we have we had. There's one in the elementary school, and they also had these really cool things that, like, I always remember and never talk about. It was um, it was like a press, so it had a big lever and a flat, flat thing, mm-hmm. and it would squish down, and you would take out these things that were a block of wood with like a, sh- a shape drawn on the back, like a teddy bear. And then it was like mm-hmm. a soft, spongy foam on the other side with the cutout. And the, there was a blade hidden in there. And so you would put mm. it on the paper, like put paper down, put the cutout thingy there, and then slide it into the squisher and squish it down. Oh, and cool. it would do the cutouts. And I was like, I was like, it was the coolest thing I, I'd ever seen. Like the one time I was like hanging around after school waiting for mom in the library. I don't know, something. And I like stumbled upon this room and I was like, what is this? Squish, squish, squish. I've never seen that before, but it does sound cool. I'll have to try and find a picture. It's like a cookie cutter, but for paper, basically. Sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, imagine if the cookie cutter was like surrounded by a safety squish. Right, right, right. That makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, we go to Jess's funeral. and It's a quick <laughs> funeral. After the f- a very quick funeral, as you want them to be in your horror movie. And we go to school the next day, and the bitchy Regina George woman starts running her mouth. And Vicky says... Oh, it's the best you read. You shut your fucking mouth, bitch. It rules. It's the best line read. Um, we also learned that uh, Vicky, uh, Vicky, that Mary Lou's other boyfriend in the 50s has become a priest, which, like, not what I would yeah. have thought, but no, sure. he, like, he was so torn up about the fact that the woman that he was cheating, he was helping a woman sin, and then she got set on fire, and he was like, all right, I get it. <laughs> Sign taken. Um. But yeah, the, the mean girl is making fun of a suicide. Well, they've ruled as a suicide. Yes, yes. And that's why there's like a teacher kind of watching it and you see him not intervene. And I'm like, good move. The correct move. Sure, dude. Sure, dude. So now we have a dream sequence and it's like a real Beetlejuicy it, cafeteria in the dream sequence. Yeah, it's it's Beetlejuicy. It's Nightmare on Elm Streety. Later Nightmare, not early. There's, there's a head floating in the soup and then there's blood coming out of the water fountain. Mm hmm. Well, because she's in the cafeteria, and then she freaks out and runs away, and the hallway is normal. And then she drinks blood and uh, from the water fountain, yes. and she's in a dream sequence again. And then some, like, greaser, like, community theater greaser yes. shows up and is like, Hey, Mary Lou, nice ass! And then he, like, tries to assault her, and I was like, well, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, this is this is John Travolta's stunt double, stunt double, stunt double. Yes, <laughs> this is. Uh, we need reshoots 
four months later and no one feels like coming back, throw the PA in a leather jacket and we'll call it a day. Yeah. 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 But that I was just like so confused of what I was like, is Mary Lou trying to tell her something? Because that's a cool right, element. Right. I mean, it's an, an like a, a boring trope that a woman has to be, you know, abused to be powerful, blah, 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 blah. Right. But I was like, right, is that right. what we're doing? No, it's not what we're doing. Yeah. So we go from this like dream to we're at home and Vicky's mom is like, here, you got an acceptance letter and it's already opened and Vicky's upset Vicky's about clapping it. Back. Like, yeah, you should be. Yeah. Thanks for opening it. What was that? <sighs> uh, and so she runs away from dinner and goes into her room and puts on some makeup and, uh, the lipstick shade she puts on is like the closest she could get to her actual lips while still technically calling it red. Yeah, it's it's the it's the subtlest change of shade that I've ever seen. I was like, I have a lot of red lipsticks in my collection. And I was like, this is I don't I don't have anything like that because who wants who wants their own that's like a tinted lip balm. What are you doing? It's like a lip smackers. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a cherry she's it's a cherry have. coke lip smackers. Yeah, it's a maybe a Dr. Pepper. Yes, the Dr. Pepper one. That was a good one. Uh, but so she like puts on her little makeup in the mirror and then winks at herself and is sort of like taken aback and wipes off the lipstick. They should have had it be Mary Lou in the mirror wink. Like she's like puts on the lipstick, pulls back. One hundred percent. Yeah. Camera sees her kind of look at tilt her head to the mirror. Cut to Mary Lou in the mirror winking. Cut back to the girl. Oh no! Wipe off your lipstick. Would have been a big improvement. I, I, I definitely. There should have been more. A little bit more hand-holding with the Mary Lou, you know, she's Mary Lou thing. She's becoming Mary Um, Lou. But then, yes. So her best friend kisses the computer nerd that we were alluding to earlier. And then we get to gym class, and there's no uniform. You never see that. The getting your real, like, you can do gym in your regular clothes as a kid, but once you start doing stinky sweats, you don't want that in your No, no it wasn't they were in regular clothes. It was like there wasn't one uniform. It was like everyone was in oh, athletic wear oh. and, like, their own leotard. And I was like, that what's happening? That used to drive me insane, actually, while we're talking about this. Go ahead. Like, so I played football, and so I already thought that, like, oh, I should probably be exempt from having to do physical activity because I play a sport for the school. But that all aside... There were times, and later I had nicer gym teachers who didn't give a shit, but it was like, we had a gray t-shirt. I actually still have mine. Mine too. I wear uh, mine weird. to work out yeah, and like weird. do stuff. Yeah. 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 We had blue shorts and a gray shirt and it was like, oh, I, fr- I didn't have the blue gym shorts. So I just wore the gym shorts I was going to wear to football practice and they were a different color. And then they would be like, well, that's not, you're not in uniform. And I'm like, fucking really? Like, why does it oh, matter we so much? So by the blue? time I was in school, it was, you had to wear the shirt, but the, the bottoms were whatever. Yeah, but also I like I I found like like the shirt thing is stupid. It's just like who, just, okay, you need to wear shorts and a t-shirt that are like I guess they didn't want. This is probably some sexist bullshit. They're like, oh, the girls are gonna come out in sports bras or something, and it's just like just say you have to wear. You mean a shirt the, you mean the scene in Mean have, Girls? Will you look at Karen Smith's yeah, gym yeah. clothes? But it's like can't the shouldn't the rule just be like you need to wear athletic wear like no jeans probably you know like. Like, you know, no, like wear, wear athletic clothes that are not sexy, sexy. That's all we want here. You have to wear I don't think you can shirt, put that on a high school flyer, shirt. but sure. I think, I think you could make the rule like, look, just boring ass clothes is what it should say. <laughs> but I was like shocked that it was a high school gym class in a movie and there was not a uniform. We never see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Vicky gets knocked unconscious. Oh, that yeah, and the mean girl like un- beans her right in the head. 
And while she's unconscious, she has a dream she gets caught in a spider's web, which I was like, I like very curious how big spiders were going to figure into this movie, but they don't. No, I love the production value. Like, it's cool looking. Oh, it's great. Yeah. So uh, she goes home and we get my absolute favorite part of this movie, which is when the little rocking horse in her bedroom turns into this. Well, first she has to go to church. Demon. She gets home from oh, school right. and mom that's is right. like, and dad goes, maybe we'll have her see the doctor. And she goes, no, she can pray. We'll go to church. And I was like, all right. Okay. See, Carrie's mom. Yeah. But she doesn't lock her in a prayer closet. No. Um, And so she freaks out at, in the confessional and runs away. Um, And this is where she's, she goes home and is wearing a high school branded like t-shirt sweater dress. And I was like, where was yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah. Very odd wardrobe choice. But this horse coming alive, Evil Dead style, and like sticking its tongue out, it's incredible. It's so weird and creepy. It's got these perfect, like unsettling, creepy eyes, and then these like almost human-like teeth. Like they don't quite look like horse teeth, and they don't quite look like human teeth. Yeah, yeah. And then it's got that giraffe tongue going all around. Right, right. Yeah, it's like, like it's Freddy-esque too, with like the waggly tongue. Like, oh yeah, gross stuff. It's it's just very good. Also. I thought it was like a carousel horse, but it's an adult sized rocking horse, which is like a hundred times weirder. Yes. Yeah. I also thought it was a carousel horse. And I was like, wow, that's a weird thing for her to have in her bedroom. Like, no, it's just her rocking horse. Adult sized rocking horse. And then she gets like ghost lesbian sexual assaulted in her bed. Yeah. She's like pinned down by the sheets. and, And then there's a really cool liquid mirror thing, which I always love a good liquid mirror. And the hands, uh, there's hands under mm-hmm. the sheet too. Yeah, yeah. So this this whole sequence is pretty dope. You get like the horse going nuts, and then, um, you know, the, the tongue waggling and stuff, and then the uh, the the preacher tries to to go. Is he at Mary Lou's gravesite? Um, I forget where he is when this happens. But the preacher, so is, yeah, like, she goes to her Bible. grave, and the priest is there, and then he tries to exercise yeah. her like remotely. And the, the the Bible bursts into flames in his hands. It's pretty it's great. Amazing. Um, the mean girl tries to rig the nerd into to no tries to bribe the nerd into rigging the election for prom yes. queen, and he's he's like she, she it's weird because she says like here's a hundred dollars I'll pay you more if you want, and then he like doesn't answer he like types something on his keyboard and I was like I can't see what he's typing so. Right. I don't know. But she's like, ugh, you're lost, loser, or whatever. And I was like, okay, I guess he said no. I think he was just like, I'm not even going to dignify this with a response. Like, Well, based on what happened afterward, in about 30 minutes, it seems weird that this was his answer. Well, you know, look, what 17-year-old boy is going to stop a woman who is actively taking his pants off if he's interested in women, and, and this woman in particular? He says, he tells her to do that. Essentially, he says, you knew my price. Oh, really? Oh, so is it? Are we supposed to believe that the thing he typed in the computer was like, only if you blow me? May, I don't know what it was. But like later he says, you knew my price. And she's like, fine, I'll blow you. And I'm like, well, this is awful and gross. But like, yeah. When did you say that? Like nothing about your exchange implies blow me and I'll do it. Right, right. And then we see Vicky in school and her hair is like completely crimped. Right. But she's supposed to be like, I haven't slept all week. And I'm like, girl, that that hair takes effort. That's not an effortless (laughs) hair. That's a crimp. Also, like Vicky should have had a very obvious 80s hairstyle to start the movie so that when she becomes Mary Lou, her hair becomes like a fifth. Like she's got the high pony or the high, whatever. Like the the 
the sock hop pony. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 With like a ribbon in her hair. Like that's what I, I think that would have improved that. Um, but at this point, the priest is like trying to convince Ironsides that this is happening and Ironsides blows him off. Um, Vicky slaps the, the mean girl, which is great. She's, Slaps the taste right out of her mouth. <laughs> I, that, that's one of my favorite phrases. I'll slap the taste out yeah. of your mouth. Uh, um, so she gets detention. And, yes. And this is like probably the coolest and probably most night. Well, maybe not the most, but one of the more Nightmare on Elm Street. I love scenes because this. The chalkboard starts swirling and all the letters go crazy. And then these hands come out of it and pull her into it. But the, the best part of it and what really sells it is after she gets yanked into the chalkboard, the letters are fucked up on the chalkboard and like, like they're floating. Or, well, they're like all floating around. Like they had like pool, like pool, like bath toys of letters. Yeah. And then yeah, when yeah. it's re-solidifies into a chalkboard, they're where they were. So they're upside down or sideways, but like perfectly drawn just in the wrong place. It's so great. The whole sequence of like this, her getting pulled into the chalkboard world. It felt kind of Sam Raimi because he loves water. He loves people reaching yeah, into things sure. that they should that you shouldn't be able to reach into. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, Vicky is fully possessed by Mary Lou. Because she gets sucked into the blackboard and then comes out of the trunk in the basement. <laughs> Which like, sure. I, yeah. It's like a clue, uh, a, a clue hidden passageway. <laughs> Secret passage, yeah. Yeah. The chalkboard to 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 trunk. Um, so she's fully possessed by Mary Lou and goes to confessional. And for some reason, the confessional locks by key from the outside. Yes. Which I've yeah. never, I don't say I've never been to church. I haven't been to church in, I don't know, 25 years. I don't yeah. think those oh, also, locked. We, we were not, we were not Catholics. So we did, we did not have confessional at the churches we went. Is to. that only a Catholic thing? Yeah. Yeah. So no one else. That's, I never knew that. I never no. realized that. I thought that yeah. was just like all yeah. religions had some form of. No, just the Catholics. Huh. It locks with a key from the outside. Yeah. Well, you know, knowing what I know about Catholic priests. But uh, it's not like the divide. Does the divider open? Well, maybe. Maybe in the ones that locked. It pull it. You like pull it down like a window shade and it's like. Yeah. 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 Or like the, you know, you push the button and it slides like, up and down like in the That in like limousine. rattan? That, that rattan yeah, <laughs> divider? Yeah, the rattan thing. You push the thing and it goes like. And goes down. <laughs> like a limo? Mm-hmm. So. Mary Lou smash it. This, this confessional is much bigger on the inside than you would think a confessional should be. There's a lot of space in here. Yeah. It's, it's a real TARDIS of a, of a confessional. She smashes through and is like going to kill him. And this is like my dumb moment. My Sarah Sanderson dumbass moment. She's like, I, there's no heaven, blah, 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 blah. There's no light, but you want to know the, she's like holding a crucifix. Like she's like a, like a knife. And she goes, but you don't know, what, know what pissed me off the most no wings and i was like no buffalo wings <laughs> yeah that's very stupid she goes no wings and i was like huh did i miss something <laughs> she's like a wing eating champion <laughs> no she meant angel's wings yeah she sure did <laughs> yeah that was i was like oh i feel dumb i feel very dumb um yeah no that's that's incredibly stupid <laughs> um so we we have the teacher kind of like touching vicky in a wildly inappropriate yep. way like touching her like full-on like i'm gonna grab your ass and say you turn up the heat yeah yeah and then we get a double full frontal well first she burns his dick that's true she does burn she gets a little dick. retaliation but her friends are like something's wrong and then yeah double full frontal which 
according to IMDb, the uh, director fully admits it's just gratuitous. I mean, this is like a species level amount of gratuitous killer nudity because Vicky is just strolling through the locker room. It's like a Terminator. So just, like, it was apparently the scripted. They, they were never supposed to get into the shower. It was not mm. scripted that they did that. It was scripted that they were in their towels to go into the shower the whole time. And then yeah, the chase yeah. ensues. Makes sense. And then the director was like, but what if you took your tops off? Um, and the the victim was like, I guess I'll do it if we're in the shower. But when I'm being chased, I'm wearing a towel. So deal with it that way. Yeah. Vicky did not have that. Vicky had, Vicky had no qualms. Vicky. Which like, Vicky was like, I look great. I'm in the prime of my life. Shoot it all, baby. Yeah, no shame to Vicky. I'm sure a part of it was like, if I say no, I will never be cast again in this town. I'm sure that was part of her yeah. thought process. I mean, maybe, yeah. But I was like, she's like, yeah, full, full, full frontal. Yes, yeah, a lot of it. Just a lot of. She's just walking around like Terminator. Yeah, she starts. She, she starts like kind of lezzing out in the shower with her friend, and she's like, "You're a weirdo. Get off yeah. me." Yeah, and then uh, this. Ultimately concludes with a really great Freddy Krueger-esque, uh, the friend goes to hide in the locker and Vicky makes the other locker, the lockers, the bank of lockers on either side squish compress her. hers out. So they just squish her out. Except they they just, they were like, we're going to have Vicky say a wop babaloo bop, a wop bamboo to do it. And I was like, that's, yeah. that's not cool. No, you did bad. You did a bad. Like there, I don't know what else she could have said. She could have said nothing. Like... Uh, she could have said something like, let's do the twist and like spun her around. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh if she, if it wasn't the locker crush, you mean? Yeah. Or she could have even said, I have well, got a crush on you. you. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But a wop babaloobop, a wop bamboo. I was like. Yeah, terrible. A wop should never be uttered by anyone. Unless that you're singing sucks. it. Which I think it was in Greece. That song sucks. I mean, yeah. I don't like Greece. We've said that before. I've said that before. But like, Tutti Fruity is barely a song. Get it out of here. <laughs> Uh, she then kills the nerdy boy. This happens. No, uh, that's after. way later. She seduces her boyfriend because it's the principal's son. Oh, okay. Because she she drops a fag word, and I was like, oh, cool. Um, she goes to seduce her boyfriend. Is like, don't you want? Don't you want to fuck me? Like, she's very deadite about it. Yeah. And then she yeah. knocks him out and goes to like taunt and seduce the principal, who like does not put up enough of a fight. Uh. KOs is what my handwriting says. Oh, okay. KOs nerdy boy, which she does here. No, no, no it's her boyfriend. boyfriend. It's not the nerdy boy. Well, <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. I think the boyfriend is a nerd. He drives a motorcycle. That's like movie language for cool. I don't know. Um, but yeah, she's like straddling the principal. And then at the end, he real he's like, Mary Lou. And I was like, your student is climbing on you and you should have... <laughs> You should have had a response way before now. You should have had a different problem with this before you have this problem with this. As someone who worked with high school students, this is not okay. Nip that in the bud. Um. So we, uh, we, she like th vaguely threatens to kill his son. Yes. And then goes home and is like full on like Mae West poison ivy, like Uma Thurman poison ivy, Mae West yeah. on this rocking yeah. horse. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, kisses her dad, who once again does not yeah. put up a fucking fight. Yeah. He's like extremely into this, and I'm just throwing up all over my lips. What is it with like 80s? I guess, it's, I guess it's a shocking thing to show, but like, why was that yeah. the choice? Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. Amityville and this, like, it's. I feel like it's. And there's. I'm sure there's others. I can't think, but ew. Yeah, yeah. The problem is that we have seen a bunch of examples and never one where the the parent is like, "What the fuck are you doing?" As the person like leans in to kiss them, or the or when it was siblings. Neither of the siblings was like, "Hey, what?" Right. right. Um. Yeah, she like they did like the two char- the two actors full on make out here basically. Yeah, and then mom comes in and it is again somehow not reacting big enough to what she's seeing. Yes, yes. Um, and then blames the daughter, and I'm like, everybody's at fault yeah. here, and probably the dad for sure. Yeah, this is a the opposite of a Pennsylvania auto insurance law. This is a double fault zone. <laughs> and so she's like yelling at the daughter, like, oh you know pray your sins away or whatever and then there's this like like cut back and forth crash zooms on mom and the daughter and the mom's face is horrified and then she just gets pushed through a door and i was like well that could have been cooler yeah kind of a letdown uh meanwhile back at the ironsides home he knocks his son out with a shovel again his poor son just keeps getting knocked out. <laughs> his kid's got a fucking hematoma the size of a cantaloupe <laughs> on the back of his head at this point. He's gonna go. He's gonna go give speeches to henchmen in Gotham of like, "Hey, <laughs> I made the most out of my post double knockout concussed definite brain damage <laughs> life, and so can you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's at the point where he's gonna like learn need to learn to eat soup again. <laughs> um. So the nerd is at the dance taking videos of everyone and he keeps asking where his date is and i was like oh he doesn't know she died yeah yeah and then two seconds later he's like you knew my price and his price was a beach and i was like i didn't i didn't know that yeah yeah uh <laughs> it seems more gross than this character is because he's potato man right yeah, he's potato man. as far as i know he's potato man yeah yeah, it seems it seems a little too gross for him to be this lascivious to me. Well, and then it's like the actress plays it very real. Like it feels like yes. that scene in Heather's when Heather Chandler gets sexually assaulted and like you see her in the mirror afterwards like mentally dealing with it. Yeah. And I was just yeah. like, what the hell is happening? Yeah, yeah. And then it's very strange. Mary Lou's prom queen senses are tingling. Because from the gym, she can, like, feel that he's typing a different name into the computer. So she, like, Scooby-Doo villain skulks to the wall where there's a wire sticking out. And she grabs it. And it electrocutes directly into his eyeballs from the screen. It's so crazy. Yeah. I also love that, like, the, the girl who does this immediately goes to her boyfriend and is very deeply kissing him. No, he kisses her. This is... But she's like, she's saying no. She, she says, does, I don't. She's she doesn't. She doesn't give him a quick peck is all I was because saying. he's not listening to her. She's pushing I know, him away and he's not stopping. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we find out that this kid has a dark room in his computer room, which like where? Why haven't we seen that before? It feels like a high school where like computers were new and they're like, eh, just stick it in the photo lab. Nobody goes in there. Yeah. Our our dark room had one of those had like a killer clown store on it. So mm-hmm. it was like a, it was a, a three fourth circle. It's the cheapest, it's the easiest way to like prevent you to make sure you don't screw that up. Yeah. It was, I, I went in there like twice with my, cause my friend was doing photos and I was like, can I go through that door? And they're like, I mean, if you want. And I was like, cool. <laughs> I really enjoyed the dark room. I, I, I loved, I love that uh, process it was very entertaining to me. Very satisfying. It's just those, those chemicals Wildly are impractical now are crazy. 
to deal with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Ironsides has gone to look for the priest. He's going after Vicky. And no, he, goes uh, to, he goes to look, dig up Mary, Mary Lou's grave. Yes. And he finds the, the priest's body inside it. Yeah. Um, and so he gets to the school. And as Craig, as his son has finally woken up and gotten to the school and, and Vicky is now Peter Pan posing, he shoots her. I was like, that was your plan? Well, first, okay, I do, I do need to... So Vicky gets announced as prom queen, and we watch Kelly's soul just, like, depart her body. <laughs> yes, like, yes, the, we do. The, the, the actress plays every second of, like, oh, I, I gave that person I don't like a blowjob because this was... So I debased myself I and this. was assaulted, and yeah, I yeah, don't even get a yeah. fucking plastic crown out of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but coerced... It's it feels it's I don't I don't know I don't know how to define these power things, I mean it's it's I mean it's gross it, it's way. power yeah. dynamic y it's an abuse of power dynamics. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, she she's like you just watch this this the actress plays this really well. I, like, the actress is watch. really good. Like you you want to yeah. hit her when she's being a bitch in the beginning and you feel for her now. Yeah. She's really good. Great heel work. Yeah. Um but yeah, the 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 principal slash Mary Lou's ex-boyfriend from the 50s big plan was i'm gonna shoot my student yes which like there was but also there's no discussion of that or like explanation of why he chose that plan he just yeah. shoots her yeah, yeah. And, ju- and just as the sun arrives too so it's for like maximum gut punch yeah and so um he runs uh, over the sun runs over to vicky as she's dying and then all of a sudden she's like writhing and like freaking not not in a sexy way like writhing around in this pain is, this is truly incredible i did not think this was going to do this Vi- uh mary lou undead mary lou crawls out of vicky's body like rips yes. her apart like a pinata yeah and then it, recomposes like the alien it's like the alien chest burster except the whole body goes yes i'm trying to think i feel like there's oh you know what it is it's freddy 2 freddy 2 does this oh he, yeah yeah but and then uh, she recomposes in flashes as they just do a really styleless ripoff of Carrie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I had written down here that the son looks a little bit like uh, the actor who plays Peta in the in the Hunger Games movies, Josh something. Hudgerson. Uh, yes, I guess I can see that. Just, I would have to rethink about it a little it. bit. Yeah, but yeah, they uh, spend so too yeah, long this, the, doing Carrie, and I was like, we've yeah, seen, yeah. we've seen the good version of this. The only difference is this room is just absolutely filled with neon for reasons that I don't quite This high school gym, they rented out yeah. like $5,000 worth of neon. Yeah. So it, that is a little bit fun. Like you see all these neon lights it, exploding. Yeah. I do. One I impales do the that, mean girl. I, yeah. But I do agree. It's way too much Carrie. Yeah. And, but because Carrie had so much style behind it. And this is just like shots cutting back to recomposing Mary Lou shots as like half-hearted extras throw themselves around around across a round table yeah it's very much like the old star trek like we're gonna tilt the camera 45 degrees and everybody act like you're getting thrown around the ship yeah and so then she does more peter pan posing chases the sun as he runs down uh he runs into the prop room and there's this really great shot um that probably could have been the poster if they didn't do that cool like locker room grave thing it's like up these like gross concrete stairs and she's in full silhouette in her stupid peter pan pose and then there's a good jump scare yeah really good jump scare which this doesn't have a lot of was shocking to me yeah i guess those weren't like 
the like the most common thing yet, I guess. I don't know. They're pretty prevalent in most slashers. I, I it, it seems surprising to me. I mean, Halloween has a bunch of them. Does it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just watched it. It has a bunch of them. So Ironsides goes for this tiara um, as the son is getting his ass kicked. Well, because the just son locks himself in a room and then hears a knock at the door and is like, it's me, it's Vicky, I'm all right now, Ash. And I was like, bro, if you got to think about this for like 0.02 seconds. Yeah. What yeah. part of well, Vicky is of, knocking on that door? Speaking of Evil Dead, there's a really rough uh, stair fall and then very Raimi style shots as we're like getting chased through the plop, prop closet. Yeah, I did like that. Um, so dad arrives and saves the day and then, um, oh, Vicky, well, Mary Lou tries to trap him in the sad suitcase. And then Vicky comes out of the suitcase covered in ectoplasm. Well, uh, Ironsides crowns her with the tiara first and that oh, and like the- makes Mary Lou's grave explode. <laughs> There's like a few things that happen before Vicky comes out as plasma. Well, then we cut back to the fifties and they dance. Yes. Yes. And then Vicky being alive is like truly the stupidest thing I could imagine. I mean, I appreciated it because I was like, this feel- the girl didn't do anything wrong. Like, she literally just opened a suitcase. I guess that's true, but also like the bounds of credulity of like she's she's still alive. How? In what way? She got I mean completely ripped open. Yeah, I mean the brothers, the ice cream brothers from Killer Clowns survived by hiding in their freezer. Okay. Fine, but that is like an ostensible explanation. Whereas this is, is it though? We watch her, we watch her turn into a part discarded Party City Halloween costume on a dorm room floor, shredded after a night of partying, <laughs> and then it reconstitutes into a living human. Ectoplasm. Yes, clearly. And Ironsides is also okay, even well, though. Well, that's the that's the twist. The kids leave, and then Ironsides shows up, and he's like son you're safe and i'm like oh i guess you survived and then they get into his car and he he, the radio plays this mary lou song that i guess was a real song i'm guessing so it was a real song actually this is my one incredibly niche fun fact for this episode uh it's a uh song the performance they're using is the hawk ronnie hawkins uh, whose backing band was the band, one of my all-time favorites. And in the the ver, I'm pretty sure the the version that they're playing here the is he related was, to Screaming uh, Jay Hawkins? No, Screaming Jay Hawkins is a fake name. Oh, so I don't think it's a real person. Um, but the drummer is the drummer for the band, Levon Helm, one of my faves. Oh, that's so. cool. Um, but yeah, also there's a very good vanity plate that's M A R Y L U two, and it's like, wait, Ironsides has a vanity plate for Mary Lou? What? Yeah, and it's over. Uh, and that's the end. Yeah, uh, pretty brisk eighties uh, eighties slasher. The the this we had talked about this at the top, but I don't think I think we might have said this in the previous episode. But the weirdly, this script had the same name of the high school as the original prom night, but otherwise, there's no connection between the two. Yeah, that's why the it's studio like was a, like, "Yeah, we'll call it that." Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is pretty good. Like, it's in, fine. In it's good. Here, like the the the. I was upset about the paper cutter, obviously, as I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, you know, disappointed by that. But the the kills are pretty inventive and creative. The effects work is really fun to watch. There's some real craziness, which you want out of one of these like yeah. tier slashers. To me, uh, anyway, it's like if you're gonna do this, like make it insane in some way. Yeah, do it right. Do, do it. That. Do it full out. Yeah. Well, it's like if you're not gonna be good, be as entertaining as possible. And so the stuff in this where it gets wild is really fun to me. I agree. 
Um, so yeah, I, I mean, Ironsides is, is pretty good chewing the scenery. He's such a he's such a fun actor because he just gets what he's doing all the time. I feel. Do I know um, him from anything I, else? Um, I mean, I'm certain that the answer is yes, but um, he's really good in Starship Troopers as like a former war guy who signs up again. Like, it, there's like a bit where he's like, "Wouldn't you be a lute- you know some high rank?" And he's like, "I." re-enlisted as a buck private so I could see more action. He just like totally understands the Verhoeven-ness that he's involved in. Um, it, I would be shocked if you've never seen him in anything, but I just can't think of other things off the top of my head right now. I'll have to look up his um, filmography. He's really, yeah, he's really solid here. The actress who plays Vicky is very good and like the dual personality thing can be hard to pull off, but she's she does it. Yeah, I mean, I wish we saw more Mary Lou because I, I like the actress. I thought she was fun. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, you get some really gratuitous 80s nudity, which, you know, you don't a lot. see much anymore. Yeah. The horse is amazing. So, yeah, there's a lot to like here. I was I was pl- sort of more than pleasantly surprised the whole way through. I kind of expected to like this one, but uh, I thought it was really solid, really entertaining. Yeah, definitely. And it's on Peacock right now recommend. at the time of recording. Yeah. And it's other places, too. Uh, to be easy to. Yeah, it's easy to track this one down among the uh, the stuff. Hoopla, if you've got that through your library. Oh, okay. That's where I watched it. Uh, no commercials for me, baby. Well, my Peacock's doing this thing now where they like show like two and a half minutes of commercials mm-hmm. at the beginning, and so I can just like walk away and go like get my yeah. snacks. <laughs> yes. And then come yeah. back and the movie's there. Yeah, we, we were watching something on that, and uh, I only had whatever. Oh, it was uh, Dawn of the Dead, the remake, and I mm-hmm. only owned it on DVD. And I was like, oh, let's watch it in high def. And she's like, it's got three minutes of ads. I was like, yeah, but that's it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Let's, let's go get a drink. Um, Although I have to say, yeah. Peacock, fix your user interface for your streaming. Like, Oh, they they all suck. Like, they don't, I, I can't, there's no 10 second back. There's no 10 second mm-hmm. forward. I can't, like, go up to the the progress bar and like just go left or right to like fat like move it on manually it's like what are we doing yeah no it stinks they all stink They're, it's amazing how bad like only netflix made a good one and everybody else's is shit although it's i know disney plus is. is pretty good they're for okay. I, on ps4 because i use, oh, i'm talking about the on the ps4 okay um it's like it's just so clunky and annoying and then when you're yeah. fast forwarding because the only way to change is to fast forward or, re- or rewind there's no it, it doesn't update the picture on the screen with what you're fast forwarding right, no to preview. so like i guess i'm just yeah. guessing yeah yeah very stupid deeply dumb use some of that shine heart uh, wig money and give me a better user interface yeah exactly but solid solid uh solid entry to the spooktacular which is yeah. uh super spooktacular this year we didn't say this at the top but uh because there's three uh there's three and uh, so uh, i believe uh, i might have that next year too but uh, very exciting to get to do three of these. We we love this time of the year and all the, the spookiness it entails. Uh, in two weeks, we'll be back with an episode on a movie that I am very excited. Uh, I've watched about half of it at this point. I, I was falling asleep, so I turned it off. But uh, Alone in the Dark, a slasher film starring Donald Pleasance, Martin Landau, and Jack Balance. <laughs> So looking forward to that. If you really hate that impression, you're going to hate the next episode. Probably uh, just just warning you of that. Well, there's Donald Pleasant. Check impressions us out too. It'll balance. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and maybe I'll work up Martin Landau. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you so much for listening to the show. If you haven't done it yet, please rate the show wherever you get it. Uh, it helps the show tremendously. And we read those on the air. Uh, if you do it anywhere but iTunes, email it to us at dissectingthe80s at gmail.com. 
visit us on Facebook or uh, on Twitter at dissect the eighties on Twitter. Uh, we'd love to hear from you there. Always willing to take your questions at dissecting the eighties at gmail.com. If you've got a burning question for us, we'll answer that on air too. I suppose we haven't gotten one of them in a long while, nor have we had a review in a while. So please go do that. Uh, and also, uh, follow or subscribe to the show wherever you get it, and that helps us as well. So thank you for doing all that. And perhaps most importantly, if you want to support the show directly and get a bunch more stuff to listen to, visit patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s. If you sign up at the $5 tier, you get about 30 hours of bonus content at this, this point. Lots of really good episodes on uh, a number of great movies. Footloose, Muppets, Great Muppet Caper? Great Muppet Caper. I think... Uh, uh, just tremendously good stuff. American Anthem, Roger just Rabbit. recently, Roger Rabbit, lots of fun stuff up there. So patreon.com slash dissecting the eighties. When you sign up for that, you get a custom RSS feed so you can put it in your favorite podcast app. You don't have to listen to it on their app. You can listen to it wherever you want and you get all the back catalog stuff immediately. Um, so we have different tiers there. Go check them out. Uh, had some people join us recently. Thank you so much for that support. We really appreciate it. And, uh, you also get uh, at any level, if you sign up, you can get the entire archive of the show, the first 77 episodes or so that were clogging up the feed and causing issues. So we had to put them there. Anyway, all that said, thank you so much for listening to the show. We'll be back in two weeks for another spooktacular episode. I have been Baron Von Triplano. And I'm Andrew Lano, the Mistress of the Dark. Until next time. Unpleasant dreams. Dissecting the 80s is a chum some of this production. <laughs> uh, things we're gonna cut out in editing. <laughs>